Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I am your host, Dawn Sinkula, and today we have an amazing guest with us, Alam Mohammed, who is a media buyer extraordinaire and someone that I have worked with closely on my team for, gosh, it's been several years now. Um, and I am excited today to talk to him and have open conversation and dialogue about what the world of marketing and media buying looks like right now. There's so many challenges that we know happening in the online space, whether it be with you know, the iOS updates or whether it be with all of the privacy changes that are happening. Lots of things happening in the online space. And Alam's going to give us some of his insight and experience and expertise on what we can do as marketers or as business owners to really help kind of overcome some of these things. So welcome to the show, Alam. Hey, Dawn. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to be here. Why don't you give us a little bit of your background? Tell people um, about your experiences and and what you've done in the marketing space so far. Sure. Um, well, first of all, I'm from London, UK. Uh, you, those listening probably can tell by my accent. Um, <laughs> I am the youngest of seven. So uh, yeah, big family. Um, and it's wow. funny because I got into the online space by accident. I, I grew up um, being really good at maths. And so I went down the route of be- becoming an accountant. And wow. uh, I, I graduated in accountancy in 2009. Uh, that was the height of the recession, right? So <laughs> <laughs> when perfect that happened, timing, perfect timing. When that happened, uh, there was, I mean, there was no jobs around. Um, so I, I basically pivoted in, in about, about 18 months to digital marketing. Um, and, you know, I joined my first company about 2011. I didn't really know what I was doing, as you do, learning on the job. Uh, but I managed to um, help grow this my first company that I worked for from about a quarter of a million dollars per year to about $3.6 million um, about three years later. And that's that's where I left that company. Um, wow. And th- then from, from there, like, during that, I was, during that time of the company, I was kind of like the kind of, what's the, what's the term, the um, jack of all trades, right? Master of none. Uh, doing right. a bit of everything and I decided whilst being in there to kind of look at advertising it just it just interested me I thought hey there's numbers there I'm pretty good with numbers why not um, and so I went down the media buying route the advertising route and um, you know everything I've learned I've, I've, I've bought like courses myself is nothing is quote-unquote academia um, and majority of what you learn you do on the job right like, like right. Theory, theory is great but until you have practical experience nothing matters um but since then just to wrap that up since then i've worked for companies as big as um you know a company that had 60 million dollars to a, a companies that, that are still like relatively small um right. so you know i've been you know i've been around the block for like what 10 years now uh worked yeah. with a whole spectrum of companies 
Yeah. And I love that um, you've got such a broad base of experience as well as a lot of the data math analytics behind it. Because I think, you know, when we think about marketing, so many times we think about all of the really pretty landing pages and we think about the pretty branding and we think about all of the fluffy stuff that goes along with the marketing. But the reality is a lot of times it just comes down to math, right? It comes down to the data and letting data make the decisions for the business, right? If if the numbers tell it, then that's how it works. But as you've kind of worked through, let's talk about maybe more recently in the last couple of years and then even so, like the last maybe six or eight months, things have really started to change in the online space. And with so much happening with, you know, the iOS updates and privacy and all of those different types of things, you know, talk a little bit about what you're seeing as far as those changes right now, specifically maybe around media buying and marketing in general. Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, one thing I would say is, I don't think, okay, this is going to sound kind of going backwards on what you said. There, there, there isn't a lot to be changed. And what right. I mean by that, what I mean by that mm. is before iOS 14, one thing I always said to clients I spoke to, potential clients, it's like, hey, I, I know I'm a competent media buyer. I think I could do a good job. I've got a bunch of case studies, etc. However, if you give me a broken funnel, the ads, it doesn't matter how good my ads are. Right. If, you, if your business is broken, if your if your products are, you know, just random stuff you've got from Alibaba.com without really putting your <laughs> care into it, it doesn't matter how good my ads are. And I I think that still rings true today. Um, right. And and you're we're gonna see like obviously iOS 14 happened, iOS 15 is coming. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a this huge cloud on on what's happening. No one really knows what's happening. And we're gonna see in the next I think in the next six, twelve, eighteen months the company that really care about their customers and their own brand, they will be rising to the top. So I think it's the, exactly the same thing with it. It's, it's now a time to care about your business. Right. You know, that brings up a really good point. And, and so many people have sort of, you know, given agencies and or media buyers sort of a bad rap, particularly right now where, you know, it, it's harder, let's just call it harder, or or the data is a little bit different than it has been in the past, or the way that we look at data is different than we have in the past, or how we can look at it. But to your earlier point, really, it just all comes down to, do you have a really good offer and do you have a really good product? Because I think a lot of times people feel like, well, the media buying or the Facebook ads or, you know, all of those different types of things. And I, I think you're right in saying that you've got to have a great offer first before you can do anything else. And if that isn't proven or if your website or your store doesn't convert, it doesn't matter how much money you're going to put behind or how great of a media buyer you are, it's not going to sell regardless, right? Yeah, of course. And like, just to piggyback off that, um, online marketing, the barrier to entry is so low for digital right. businesses now. Yeah. So of course, you're going to see tons of tons of competitors. But just what we were talking about, the ones that would stick around are the ones that actually care, care about their brand, care about a long term vision, care about their products, care about their customers, because that's you know the most important thing um you know living in living in london um i've met a ton of people that have started e-com businesses a lot of people yeah. have done it just for the quick buck i'll be honest right. they'll, they'll be honest and they've done well 
However, their biggest struggle now is they've gone from, hey, we can just throw money at it on, on paid media and, you know, it done well, you know, two, three times for us, they're happy with it. Now with yep. the whole iOS 14 issue, now, and I'm talking about a real case study, I'm not going to mention any names. Um, their biggest <laughs> struggle is they didn't care about their business at all. They're just like, it's just like a money machine for, for them. And yep. they have to change themselves right now, which is obviously the hardest thing to do, right? Right. Um, and that's going to cause a big problem because, you know, now they're way behind the herd. There are people who, companies who cared already before iOS 14 and before all of this confusion, they will naturally just be you know, rising to the top, especially when it comes to customers. And customers, they're not, they're not stupid. They, they know who cares. Right. Right. Well, we've talked in, in I, I've talked in other podcasts about the need for customer service and how important that is. And as an e-commerce business, some of the things that you can do, even if you don't have a huge budget, you know, for customer service. But when you're thinking about, you know, e-commerce, you're right, is such a low barrier to entry right now. Anybody can get a product from, you know, a third party, put it on a website and start selling it. And those companies that have taken the time to build not only just their customer service, but the infrastructure and, you know, the base for their business are set up for success because Facebook is not going to be the ATM machine that it was in the past, right? But what are some things that, you know, case studies and, and other clients that, you know, we've, we've worked with, what are some things that you're seeing from, you know, maybe like a conversion rate or a setup? Or, or the way that a store might look that you've seen success or you've seen things, you know, that maybe aren't great that people are continuing to do. Give, give the listeners some ideas, maybe shifting gears just slightly on, you know, what are some conversion things that you're seeing work really well or some ideas or recommendations that you might have outside of customer service that, that people could be doing? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want to jump back to something you mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. One of the biggest wastes of time when, when people are creating business is they waste so much time trying to find the perfect logo. Oh, yes. A customer does not <laughs> care about your logo. And and this goes back into uh, everything you do on your product pages. Like, yeah. Um, we just had a, a client that we were talking about and at the top we mentioned, like it was a book, you know, US best-selling author. Yeah. And I said, okay, look, that's great. And that's important, but they'll put it right at the top of the page, and that's prime real estate. A cold yeah. customer doesn't care that you are a US best, uh, best-selling author. They care right. about, hey, what can you do for me? So right. all, as soon as land, someone lands on the page, the, above the fold, which is what someone sees as soon as they land on a page, they need to see a, a headline that is talking to them directly. You right. know, how to how to do X in Y in 30 days, etc. or are you looking for you know, the 22 tools that you can use right now to fix your X or fix your Y, et cetera? These are the things you need to be speaking to. Them. Like, you don't talk about yourself. You don't talk about your product. You talk about how you can help your customer and how you can use your product, your service, your book, whatever it is, and how it's going to elevate the customer in whatever way you are trying to sell to them. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think probably one of the biggest challenges I see with a lot of this client and other clients is that they they want to justify <clears throat> themselves a little bit or they want to share like their expertise in this particular area or they want to show that their product is the best 
versus all the other products out there. And so they oftentimes lead with things like, you know, criteria of, you know, I've been featured on, I am, or this product, or all those types of things. And a lot of times they forget that, to your point, nobody really cares one way or the next. They want to know what what this product or this particular person can do to solve my problem and how this is a solution to whatever it is that I'm looking for, whether it be a book or whether it be literally kitchenware, this product is going to solve the problem of X, Y, and Z and really leading with that through the headlines. Yeah, you're right. Nobody cares cares about the logo. And and just to add to that, (laughs) exactly. Just to add to that, when it comes to, um, you know, your accomplishments but best-selling author it is important but it shouldn't be your prime real estate yeah it should definitely be on the page of course people look at these things but it's like they have to get to know you first yeah you know and that's how you show authority but that's not how you grab attention um one of the best things and i think this is super good for all the audience one of the best things i use is the aida formula in copy and i'm not a copywriter and i'm a media buyer so the aida formula is attention interest desire action so when you're writing, and this could be done in, in when you write long-form copy, short-form copy, and media-form copy, um, start off with something that grab, grabs attention. How do you do that? You do that by asking a question. You know, are you looking for X, Y, Z? You do that by, by um, using some sort of buzzwords like discover the secret way to you know, scale your e-com business in 2021 or you know, how, to, how to scale your, biz, your e-com business in 2021 without iOS 14 affecting your business. Things like this. If if someone who has an e-com business sees that, trust me, they get interested. And it's, yeah. and I'm, I don't mean that in an arrogant way, like I know everything. I've just been in the space a long time, so I, I know. And, yep. and anyone that's been in the space for a good amount of time, they totally understand what works in, in that sense. Right. Um, next, we have an interest. The interest, it, like the first, attention will be a headline. Next, with the interest... That is something that you want to kind of um, build their interest. How do you build their interest? Use things like like the subheadline. Um, you know, our secret D2D method would help you scale your business with little to no uh, experience. So, okay, you're building interest. What is the D2D, D2D method? For those uninitiated, un- 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 it's the method that Dawn uses in her agency, right? Um, right. So and here we have ambiguity. What is the D2D method? okay, I don't need no experience. I mean, there's something here. It's like a system. I can use it. Next, yeah. we look at the desire. How do we build desire? The way you build desire is you touch on two things. One is pain. And the other one is pleasure. Most human beings do do things to either avoid pain or attain pleasure. And I think the statistic was like, it's like a 75% people rather avoid pain than 25% gain pleasure. So we want to lean into the... Uh, pain points and how to avoid them so you know most e-com business struggle from you know going bust in the first year or uh, figuring yeah. out a a system in their business etc so whatever it, it, your niche is uh, figure out the pain points you can like to do this i'm sure you've done audience research but you can literally speak to some customers hey like what were you thinking before you or what were you feeling before you bought our product don't be afraid right. to speak to your customers surveys work great and then the last yeah. part of the aida formula is action and this is, you're literally telling people what to do Hey, if you want this free ebook, if you want to, this product, click on the big red button below or click on whatever it is. Tell them what to do. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I look at all pages with this formula. And of course, there is other formulas in copy you can use. 
Uh, this is just my preference. Um, and the other thing is, this is not a, this is a bit of a, a not nice thing to say, but I, I think of um, how do I talk to someone who is a simpleton or like someone who's stupid. So when you <laughs> yeah, use I always say, language, I, I say that. <laughs> I say that a lot. Talk to me, talk to me like I'm a five-year-old, right? Yeah, like yeah. don't make and this That's a nice way to say it. To me. Me. <laughs> right. Um, if you can speak to someone who is a simpleton or like a five-year-old, it will it would drive through everyone and everyone would understand yeah. it and it would just make sense you know being complex of course if you're in a medical field and you only cust- uh, targeted people in the medical field and you need, you need to use verbiage from the medical field that makes sense of course right but right for the vast majority of businesses just keep it simple keep it simple yeah. and I, I i do think that well first of all this is amazing kind of structure for a you know, any website, e-commerce or otherwise. And I think that so many times mm-hmm. we go right into, like I said, what what my product is going to, you know, do and why I'm the best at everybody else kind of thing. And we forget that, you know, people are looking for that attention grabbing headline, you know, to, to help them. But, you know, a lot of times when I audit websites and I look at, you know, some of the most common e-commerce problems, I would tell you there's probably two things, and I, I would love your thoughts on this, but there's probably two things that come to top of mind most commonly on e-commerce pages that I see. And one of them is just what you said, they don't have a great call to action. They don't tell people what to do. You would think it would be common practice for people to like, oh, I'm on your website, I'm going to click a button to shop. But surprisingly, people need to be told click this button to shop or put the shop button right in the middle. And the second thing is they make it really complicated. So there's tons of buttons, menu bars everywhere, Mm -hmm. lots of images. I'm confused when I go to the front page. I'm not sure what you're selling. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. How have you, I mean, you've, you've obviously seen a lot of pages um, and seen a lot of things, you know, is that something that you see frequently or what are some of the more common things that you see um, when you look at, you know, web pages that are maybe not doing as well as they should be? Yeah, like, like you're hundred percent right. When you give people more, more options, naturally we get overwhelmed. I, I mean, you know, if I gave you, Hey, you can have 10 options for, for dinner. What would you like? I don't know. Give me anything. Kind of right, thing, right. It's just <laughs> right. completely, completely overwhelmed. So, it is best to limit options as much as possible. And this is why, like, I, I do have some clients where, when we've done big promos, like instead of doing it in Shopify, we've moved them to a a, a website builder. Like, like you know, ClickFunnels is your most common one, but whatever. Yeah. And obviously, when you have a a sales funnel, there's only one thing people, one thing the customer can do. They land on it. Yeah. There's a button. There's some. In the, you know, there's a mini sales page. There's another button. You can't go to home you can't go to about us you can't check out any other things yeah. in store and n- normally what i found is and I, i'm sure this is uh very obvious is your conversion rate will be higher because people yep. just have one thing to do they have a bounce or they do it that's it they have no other options yep. Yep. um so what you'd see is yes the conversion rate goes high and of course when you use website builders the way you increase your your aov your, your average order value is to add like a um, one-time offers and upsells and whatnot Mm-hmm. the the kind of downside to that is they can't explore the rest of your shop and that can be a downside so this is why i don't recommend it for everyone sure if you want to do like a big promo uh it's probably like you know where you're focusing on one or two products is something that you could kind of explore 
Um, but that normally you do want to have your own store. And, and going back to it, even on your own store, um, you don't want to have too many options. It's right. like, there's a lot of e-com stores. As soon as someone lands, it's like a, there's like a tile of like 10 or 15 products. <laughs> Right. And Here's like, all of the things I want to show you right now. Right, First time you got right. here. And, and, Let me tell you all the stuff. <laughs> and it's like, what? Again, you're overwhelming the customer. And sometimes that could work, but you don't want 15. You want like your best three. Right. Like trending products or here's the best sellers kind of thing. Yeah. Because that, yeah. that makes sense. But you should lead with, again, a detention grabbing headline. Hey, what are you looking for exactly on this page? What is your right. ideal customer, your ideal avatar coming to you for? And yeah. put yourself in their shoes, like, what is their pain points and what are they trying to attain? And let's address that. Right, right. And I, I, always, <clears throat> I always tell people that they should, you know, just have one main call to action on their website above the fold. And they right. should have a button that tells that person what you want them to do. Buy mm-hmm. now, shop, put in your email click this button to go to the next page, whatever. I mean, again, keeping it very simple so that there's no confusion. People don't need to, you know, read it twice. They understand and that it's really attention grabbing and it's right there for them. Right. And I think a lot of times people have the tendency on funnels or websites to want to tell everybody everything in the first, you know, few lines or in the first few images. And we know that that just doesn't work. Exactly. Um, so I love your idea too of, you know, potentially having a funnel or having a lead page if you're going to have a big sale or if you want to drive traffic to a particular product um, that maybe you couldn't do on a Shopify or websites, you know, easily having a landing page where you're not confusing people is always a good idea. Right. And again, right. not for and, everybody and, and not for all products, but yeah. yeah, so I just add to that. So one of the strategies um, for Black Friday, obviously, it's going to come super quick. Um, yeah, that I, I'm exploring with a, a, another client. Um, I'm having a conversation with with another like a marketing consultant about what worked last year. So just to kind of give it to everyone on this podcast, so hopefully you can explore it and try it out yourselves. Is they did do their Black Friday sale on ClickFunnels, but instead of yeah. promoting everything like 20, 30 products, they got their top four products. Yeah. And they they put they did put it in a tile on the click funnels, but they put it in packages like three, six, and twelve pack uh, yeah. for all four. And they they discounted it. I don't, I, don't, I think it was like thirty percent or forty percent, whatever it was. And um, last Ooh, year, that's a good idea. Yeah. So last year, what what when they compared twenty nineteen to twenty twenty for this particular uh, company, they, they did one point two million in Black Friday in twenty twenty. Um, wow. And they sold out. So they had a very bad December, but their November was so good that they didn't care. Kind of thing. <laughs> right. Um, and in 2019, they averaged about 300,000 both uh, both November and December. So they doubled they doubled their income in those over those two months when you look at the kind of two month range. Um, right. And and they didn't offer singular products. They didn't offer every product. It was their four bestsellers. Hey, you guys love our products. Here it is in bulk with a very good discount. Stock up now. Buy it for your friends, yeah. buy it for your family, buy it for yourself. And love it. Yeah, it, it worked really well. Um, I'm exploring it with with other clients for this year, and and I think it's a it's a great bit of value. It's a good for, strategy. For, yeah, for yeah. everyone listening here. That's a great strategy, and I think just give them more of what they already want. Right. Yeah. I mean, don't make it complicated. And if you have 
two, three, five, ten bestsellers, pick, you know, the top two or three and and give it to them in bulk. I love that idea. That's a great tip. So everyone listening who is going to be doing Black Friday and, you know, Cyber Monday, not to be forgotten. Those are those are great, great ideas. Of course, of course. Um, so Alam, as we kind of wrap up, um, you know, the podcast, give me your thoughts on, you know, what the future uh, of marketing and media buying is going to look like as we go into, you know, Black Friday, fourth quarter. And for those of you listening, and that's already passed, I think there's still relevant things that will be, you know, ideas. But what what can business owners, in your opinion, what or media buyers or marketing people, what what do you see kind of happening over the next you know, six months and and what are some things or trends that you would recommend that we kind of stay on top of? Yeah, I think um, like, okay, so first of all, this is the million dollar question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to answer it. So <laughs> look, I, I think everything we spoke about already about actually came for your, for your, for your, um, your product, your brand, your customer. I, I'm going to put it yeah. in again. There's no point elaborating on it. We already spoke about it. But the other thing is, how do we leverage other tools and services to to yeah. get ahead of the ahead, ahead of the ahead of our competition? Um, now, I am using again for another client. One thing we've done is we're using this uh, SMS bot service, um, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's actually not a bot; it's a real life person. So it, it's it's a high end service. But what they do is they take a bunch of stock answers from uh, the client, and yeah. they have a pop up system on the page. And what they're trying to do is engage people as the client in SMS because SMS, the engagement rate, the open rate is just a lot higher than email right now. Yeah. Um, So this is a great way. I've seen a bunch of case studies. I don't have any case studies of this company myself yet, Um, but they work through big companies like Hum and all these other big products. So uh, we're trying out all of these services to see, hey, can we get ahead of the pack and can we uh, leverage other tools and other avenues uh, that we haven't really used before. And I think right. that's one thing a lot of people will be doing. There's also a bunch of uh, tracking services people will be using, like service server-side trackers, to try yeah. and get around the whole uh, data issue when it comes to Facebook and even Google. And um, I love that, yeah. Yeah, and, and things like that. So I, I, th- I think uh, after caring about your business, I think that's definitely step number one, making sure you've got a solid product, solid funnel, etc. You need to see how you can leverage a bunch of tools to uh, kind of scale your business. And I, th- I think more and more people, move, and I've seen it, I've seen heavy yeah. hitters, heavy hitters in the industry, you know, 15-year-old veterans using these tools that they didn't use a, a year ago because of what, all the changes that's happening. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I think it's time to get creative, right? And yeah, and time sure. to kind of get outside of the box of what's normally there. And I agree with you. And we could do a whole nother podcast just on SMS and SMS marketing. Um, but we do know that that trend is, is definitely seeing bigger results, um, even outside of email and things like that, too. And, and I love your... Um, thoughts about the data pieces and new tools and new ways of looking at analytics server side type things that that new companies are going to pop up that are going to fill that void as well as you know yeah, using data in different there's ways. Always, there's well. always like you know I, I don't want to use the term copycats, but there's yeah, always a true. What's the fact? Yeah. There's, there's always new businesses in that industry. Like uh, there's a there's a big server side tracker right now that like, it's very it's trending. There's going to yeah. be others. There's going to be others, and, and they're going to come. They're going to undercut them in price and yeah. and whatnot. It, it's it's going to be interesting. Let's see what happens. 
For sure. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This was amazing and super helpful, and I appreciate your insight and perspective. And hopefully, all of our listeners can take away nuggets. Not hopefully. I know that our listeners are going to take away a lot of valuable nuggets from this and really apply them to their business right now. And I so appreciate your time. Where can um, people who maybe want to learn more about marketing, where do you direct people or where do you have people go for resources or or tools? Do you have any last minute, you know, I if you want to learn more about this, go here type of of resources? Um, Yeah, I've got one that I've been into quite recently. It's called Stacked Marketer. Um, yeah. So I I do like them. If you sign up to their email list, they send you an email every day at I think twelve noon. Yeah. Um. And and honestly, it's an email you can skim in five days. And and I don't read every point. There's like five points. One or two take my interest per day. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's it's a good way to keep up to date with what's trending, or what's going on, what's new. They've always got like things on like you know social media and the different platforms and new changes or additions. Um, yeah. Like I just. Like I complete, I think it was last week they said something on on uh, Instagram reel, reels. Uh, you could do ads on them now. Yeah, um, and I didn't even know that because <laughs> I was just, <laughs> you know, we we just use uh, all placements for a lot of our ads as as best practice, right? Um, yeah. But but things like this, I think it's a good place to kind of kind of start. It's not it's not heavy on the jargon, so even if you're pretty new, it's uh, it's quite easy to digest. Yeah. Um, other than that, other than that, oh, there's an OG podcast called. Um, I love marketing. Have you, have you ever listened to that one? Job, job That's an old school one. Yeah. 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 Now, funny enough, I used to listen to it a, year, a couple of years ago. I stopped and then it just popped up on my on my, on my podcast app and it's still going. So, <laughs> you know, those are OGs. <laughs> awesome. Those are OGs. Right. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. We will link to uh, Stacked Marketer in the show notes for those of you who want to sign up. I agree with you. I get it every day and it's an easy, fast read um, and lots of great nuggets. And we'll link to that in the show notes. But thank you so much, Alam, for your time today. I really appreciate it. And we will see you all on the next episode. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.